Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Play Tennis Day, Tony. When's the last time you played tennis? I'm Tony Kornheiser. I was supposed to play Djokovic three weeks ago, but he couldn't get into the country. That's funny. Oh, that's cold. He wants that's to get cold. into the country now. He wants to play some California tournaments. He's quoted as saying, these are really big things I want to play, except he's yeah. not vaccinated. And the rule is you can't come in if you're not vaccinated. But right. he shouldn't have to worry about the rule because he's Novak Djokovic, as we go through all the time. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Bruins are rolling. Rick Pitino ponders his future. And Kendrick Perkins joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today again with Alabama basketball. The Tide beat South Carolina in overtime last night. Brandon Miller, the Alabama player we talked about yesterday in connection with the murder of a young woman, had a career-high 41 points. He hit the shot that sent the game into overtime, and with less than a second left in overtime, he hit the game winner. The other Alabama player we talked about in the same connection yesterday, Jaden Bradley, played 35 minutes. Before the game, the Alabama AD said that collectively, the school president and the athletic department decided to let these players play. Wilbon, what are your thoughts on that decision and how Miller played? Yeah, Tony, I still, you know, well, I had immediate thoughts. And the first one was last night when I decided to, to watch that game. And the pregame and the aftermath and all the press conferences and all of it. And you know the phrase, I shudder to think, when I saw him on the court, when I saw Miller on the court, given what we knew going into that game and the decision had to be made like two and a half hours before, I shuddered. Because I'm thinking what has happened, what has transpired. A young woman has been murdered by somebody. And whether there is any legal responsibility ever coming down the pike for Brandon Miller, and right now there is none, I still shudder at the fact that he's on the court. And what did Alabama officials know? When did they know it? And what went into this? The deliberations or the, the discussions with law enforcement people, yeah. how convinced are they? What's their conviction on what they believe versus just having some loosely related facts? And there's still too much we don't know. But even in that, even in that ignorance tone, I sat there going, my God, really? Like, I don't know. I, I'm squeamish about this even as I watch it. I said yesterday I didn't think that they should play, and I believe that again today. But if anybody out there wondered how Brandon Miller as a player would react to adverse circumstances, you don't have to wonder anymore. He is on the road. South Carolina fans are chanting, lock him up and guilty at him, could not be a comfortable circumstance at all, and he had his best game. And I'm sure the NBA will look at that, and I'm sure the NBA will look at guns in Alabama as well. I take it from what was said that the people at Alabama decided, because neither player is charged and both players are cooperating in whatever investigation is going on, that they should be allowed to play. If I ran Alabama, right. and I said this yesterday, I'd want a thorough investigation first. I think if they'd had a thorough investigation, they would have said that. So in the absence of saying that, I don't believe they had one. I am still uneasy about how the gun got to Darius Miles. I mean, all of these questions go out there, and I'm uneasy about cynicism that says, would they have played if Alabama were not the number two team in the country? And I think you and I feel similarly like we're not sure yeah. of how we feel about uh, this. There's so much. Tony, but how about this? And, and let me give some credit to Paul Feinbaum who I was on a panel with this morning on First Take with Stephen A. Smith, and Feinbaum said, think about this. Let's move this forward. This team could be in the tournament in March Madness all the way to the Final Four 
And if this young man is on the floor, what what are we talking about? What are the discussions like? Do you have to recalibrate if you're Alabama? Do you have to rethink it? And what if you send him out there? It's, uh, wow. I, I mean, I think, Tony, you and I are going to have these same questions. It looks like for a few more nights and maybe even a few more weeks in this season, let's move to a story we're talking about in hockey. The Boston Bruins go for their fifth win in a row tonight in Seattle. The Bruins are 43-8-4. and Five, which puts them on pace wow. for the most regular season wow. wins and points in the history, the 100-plus year history of the National Hockey League. Brad Marchand says nobody on the team cares about these records because they don't mean anything. Tony, should they care? No, not now. I, I understand that. They should care about focusing on the Stanley Cup, where if they have the most wins and the most points and they win the President's Cup, most of the time, that team does not win the Stanley Cup. I mean, I think, I think if it's important, let's just say that they set the record for most points and most wins, and they lose the Stanley Cup. Well, their disappointment is going to be crushing in the moment. But maybe years from now, if they get over that disappointment, they can look back at the records and feel good about them. And the analogy I will make is to Steph Curry and Clay yep. Thompson and Draymond yep. Green. If they have a soft spot in their heart, for the team that won 73 games but did not win the NBA title. Now it's easier for them because they won a title before that and they won a title after that. So I think the Bruins would have to win something, this group, to feel good about the records if, you know, if they don't win. And the other thing about the records, Mike, is, in, you know, in 2006, I think it was, they changed the overtime rule. The records are a little bit cheaper because you can get more points because of overtime wins. That didn't That's exist. True. You know, for a hundred years, it didn't exist. That's a great point. And going back to your original point, which was mine when I first started, I I read about this last night and Marshan's comments. Tony, the team that leads the league in points so often goes out, not only before the Stanley Cup final, but in the first and second round. Like like since 1986 or whatever it is, so we're talking about a fairly large sample size of like, what is that, like 35 years, 36, 37 years, the team goes out like two-thirds of the time. So why are you going to get jacked up over a, 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 a record that might lead you to doom? And that Warriors team is interesting, Tony, that you point out. I covered a lot of games with that team, particularly down the stretch run, where they broke the Bulls' record, right, of 72 and got to 73 That's wins. Right. But they didn't win. And so anytime you mention no. this, somebody particularly from my town, and I love those Warriors, is going to say, I'm sorry, did you win? And this is what Marshand right. is essentially saying. That. Let's win. And then we can worry about the other stuff. By the way, two things I'll point out quickly. The last team to win the President's Cup and win the whole thing was your Blackhawks, I believe, 10 years ago. And what yep. I meant was shootout wins. Shootout wins. They shootout, have shootout, shootout, points shootout, and yes. wins to me. We move now to Rick Pitino, currently coaching Iona. Pitino told CBS Sports that he was more passionate about coaching now at 70 than he was at 40. He acknowledged his window was closing, said he wants, quote, to do something special, and whether it's at Iona, it doesn't matter, unquote. This sounds like Patino's open for business. Wilbon, can you see Patino going to a bigger program and making another Final Four? Tony, if he goes, given the, the, the culture of college basketball now, where in one year you can assemble a team that goes to the Final Four, you can be anywhere particularly if you are a charismatic coach of a great reputation and you know how to coach it. We know Rick Pitino knows how to do that. 
and you can go to the transfer portal. You can get three or four guys in one season in the transfer portal, one offseason, and put together a run. So I, I think the answer is yes. The only reservation I'm going to have is that Rick Patino's coaching style has so much energy in it. And it has always had that going back to when Rick was in his late 20s and early 30s and was son of something of a wonderkin. Can you have that energy at 70? I don't know the answer to that. And maybe some guys could have that That's energy you're at 70, not 70. And some wouldn't. Whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Hold up. Let, huh? me, let me take a 20 here. You can take a 20. 20. <laughs> you, you don't know that because you're not 70. 70 is in my rearview mirror. So I'm not worried about Rick Patino at 70. I think he's you're got not. that energy. And I, and I think okay. I'll say something else that I know you will agree with. There aren't five college basketball coaches in the country better than Rick Patino if there are five. Nope. He took three different colleges to the Final Four. He won at two different schools. I have no doubt he could do this if, if a school wants to put their arms around him and bring him out there. I think it should be a Catholic school. I always felt that with Rick Pitino's personal reputation, getting a job from a Catholic school originally, like at Iona, made the most sense because they could officially forgive him and officially give him a second chance, which Iona did. So what I'm thinking of are two in the Big East, St. John's and Georgetown, which he knows from his Big East days at Providence. And I'm thinking of another one, Notre Dame, which has a big vacancy Ooh, for coach wow. next year. A big vacancy. I don't know about that. He could take, wow. in my opinion, he could take any of them to the Final Four. Let's take a I break. I got one quick question before up, you go away here. One quick question. Go ahead. Do you what? have as much energy doing PTI today as you did in 2003? Oh, Sure. No, oh, I do have much energy for this. I just sleep the rest of the day. Coming up, should LeBron feel optimistic about the Lakers stretch run? We will ask Kendrick Perkins. You're not convincing me on this energy level yet. Not just you. We'll also ask him how confident he is that Pat Bev is going to succeed in lighting a fire under his and my bulls. I don't know about the energy. I can hit driver I don't know. 140 yards. You don't think that's great at my age? That's minus all. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Farmers Insurance. Get a quote at Farmers.com. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot 
The NBA season resumes tonight, finally, which makes it a perfect time for our visit from our great friend from NBA Today, the author of a new memoir, the legendary Kendrick Perkins. Let me read this question here because it's about LeBron. LeBron and the Lakers are back on the court tonight. They need to, you know, make some sort of run in the last 23 games. LeBron said they were the most important 23 games of his career. I doubt that, but I will grant that they are important. How optimistic should they be about making a stretch run? You, you know what's crazy is that wasn't LeBron James the one that was actually complaining about the play-in tournament? And guess who's probably about to benefit from the play-in tournament? LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. But look, they should be very optimistic because they're only five games below 500. So if I'm in that locker room and I'm the le- and I'm the voice of that locker room, the leader of that locker room, I'm saying, you know what? We're not worried about the 23 games. We're going to chip away with it. We're going to make sure we get to 500. And how are we going to do that? We're going to circle in these next five games and go on a five-game winning streak because their postseason actually starts tonight. But I'm very optimistic that the Lakers could get a run, get into the play-in tournament, and get into the postseason and cause some hell when they get in there. All right, Perk, let's stay in L.A. and talk about Russ. It didn't work, as we know, famously Mm. for Russ with the Lakers, but now he's in the other locker room with the Clippers. Tell me I'm crazy, but I expect Russ to have impact, a good impact on the Clippers. What do you think? (laughs) If you're crazy, then I'm crazy, too, because, look, for two reasons, all right? The number one reason is Russell Westbrook knows that this is his probably last audition when it comes down to being able to show the league that he could be a missing piece on a contender team or even a piece on the NBA roster. The second thing, when you talk about a guy that brings passion, that brings tenacity to the game of basketball, that's Russell Westbrook. So when I look at a guy like Paul George, who averaged 28 points, his career high, playing alongside Russell Westbrook, I'm looking at Paul George and I'm saying, you need that guy right there to put that key in your back. You need that guy to be the battery of the team. I feel like he's a serious upgrade from John Wall and Reggie Jackson, and Russell Westbrook has never been coached by a coach like Ty Lue. They have the pieces, and I think he will fit in just well, and he will make a difference. Can't wait to watch that battle as well. Perk, another former Laker, Chicago's own Patrick Beverly, has gone home, says he's going to lean on Zach Levine. Can a guy who's a rotation player come in straight off the street into a new locker room where there's a disappointing season going on and jumpstart it? Is that reasonable? Absolutely. And and I always say this, just because – you're the franchise guy, doesn't make you the leader. Sometimes it's the guys that are role players that are the actual voice and the leader of that locker room. And the one thing about it, I actually believe Patrick Beverly for the simple reason I saw him do it. I saw him do it in Minnesota when they finally made the playoffs last year and he was crying like they won the NBA championship and everybody (laughs) was making fun of him. But the reason he was so emotional was because he went there and his presence was felt. He got a contract extension solely off of being the leader in that locker room and guiding that young club to the postseason. Think about that for a minute. You drank the Kool-Aid on Patrick Beverly. Perk, 
How could you do that? Let's move on. Let's move on. Kevin Love is a big name going to the Miami Heat, but do you expect him to be a big contributor as well? You know what? We talk about the Celtics, right, being the favorite, and rightfully so. We mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks with the leadership of Giannis Antetokounmpo, and we also talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. And time and time again, including myself, we disrespect the Miami Heat, the culture, the all-star, superstar powers that Jimmy Butler has when the postseason comes around, the play of Bam out of the bio, the coaching of Eric Spocia. And yes, Kevin Love can have an impact. I think he needed a change of scenery. He needed to be in that culture where he has a guy on the bench like Udonis Haslam who's going to hold him accountable. And we know that he's going to be in shape. And what is the heat missing? They're missing shooting. So you could play him and Bam alongside each other because of K-Love's ability to stretch the floor. And let's not, let's not forget, K-Love was a vital piece to the Cavs coming back on the Warriors down 3-1. Like, he stepped up tremendously in that series, so he has the playoff experience. He knows how to handle the big moments, and the one thing about it, it's hard to replace a stretch big. It's hard to get a stretch big in this league, and that's what Kevin Love has mastered in his career, stretching the floor and knocking down three-point shots. So good to see you again on the show. Thank you, Perk. Perk. I know we get back at it tonight. I appreciate happy, you, my brother. It's been too watching. long. <laughs> yeah. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Wilbon's boy Aaron Rodgers emerges from his dungeon of yeah. darkness. Don't get me started. Big game in the Big Ten tonight. Well, for me, I know what I tonight. I need like five TVs tonight, Tony. I'm not leaving the TV. Oh, you got enough money. Go buy a couple of TVs before you go no, I got, I, I, I got TVs. I got- Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Pardon the Interruption is brought to you by Burger King. Happy time, people. Happy 86th birthday, Tom Osborne. Osborne was the coach the last time Nebraska was great. He took over for Bob Devaney, who was also great. 
Between them, they had five national champions. Devaney won in 1970 and 1971, and he had Johnny Rogers. Osborne won in 1994, 1995, and 1997, and he had Tommy Frazier and Scott Frost. Osborne's record in Nebraska, 255, 49, and three. That's an 86.3% winning percentage. Combined, Osborne and Devaney were 356, 69, and five at Nebraska. Osborne stepped down in 1997, and since then, Nebraska has gone through Frank Solich, Bill Callahan, Bo Pelini, Mike Riley, Scott Frost. Now they're on Matt Rule. Some had good seasons, but never a championship. About five years ago, Tony, at Northwestern Nebraska game, our then athletic director Jim Phillips said to me, hey, listen, let's go down on the field and shake hands with Tom Osborne and see if we can just chat him up for a while. And we did. Osborne's in a cashmere red cornhusker jacket, and he looks great. It's about 40 degrees. I am in like eight layers, and we walk around the field, take a lap or two with the great Coach Osborne, one of the great highlights of my professional life. Absolutely. Wow. Happy anniversary, Carmelo Anthony. On this day 12 years ago, after being traded from Denver, Carmelo made his New York Knicks debut at Madison Square Garden. Crowd went wild in introductions. Carmelo had 27 points and 10 rebounds and a win. And that may be the top highlight in Carmelo's New York career. The Knicks made it past the first round of the playoffs only once with Carmelo. Over his career in the NBA, Carmelo averaged 22.5 points a game, but never won a title or got to the finals. The 38-year-old is not currently playing, but Kevin Durant recently said, quote, I think he has the talent to play in the league, unquote. Will Bond Phoenix? Yeah, I'm hoping so, Tony. Talent and will... And I look, I just like Carmelo Anthony. I've been watching him see since he was in high school in Baltimore. And then, of course, in Syracuse, where he did what? What did he do in Syracuse? Won the championship. Uh, he won it. Uh, Car- he I, won it. I root for Carmelo Anthony, and I hope he's playing here in the desert. I do. Happy trails to Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat. Rodgers has concluded his self-imposed stay in the dungeon of darkness. Rodgers was looking for a spiritual cave, saying that being in solitude with the lights off would help him decide whether to return to the Packers, seek a trade somewhere else, retire, or prepare for a career as a puppeteer where you're under a table with no lights. <laughs> Rogers went to something called Sky Cave Retreats, where he stayed in a 300-square-foot room without light. He had a bed, a meditation mat, and a bathroom. Food was brought to him. But how could he see it? How would he know if the meat was rare or not? Rogers said he planned to stay four days and four nights, but reportedly left after two. I can't wait for Pat McAfee to tell us all about it. What's the difference between what you described and solitary confinement in jail? I mean, what I mean, what are you <laughs> dark, total dark, 300 square feet, they're pushing your food under the bars? What? And you make that yeah. much money, 60 mil coming to you, and you're in that? I, I, I don't get that. Quick to the big finish. Vance Joseph returning <laughs> to the Broncos as team's defensive coordinator. Does that make sense? Not really. He used to be head coach of the Broncos, but I mean, you got to work. So, okay, maybe it makes sense. The Warriors will reevaluate Steph in a week. Your thoughts? Hope he's great. Hope he plays. The U.S. women beat Brazil 2-1 to one to take the She Believes Cup. Is that significant? Beat Brazil. That makes it significant. Yes. Women's college hoops tonight, Tony. Number one South Carolina at Tennessee. Are you smelling upset? No, South Carolina is the best team. Last one, you number 21 Northwestern at Illinois tonight. Who you got, big yeah, boy? Yeah, baby. We got right. Tony, it's hard to beat a team, your, your arch rival, twice in a season. 
Of course I'm going with purple. Who do you think I'm going with? Of course you are. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. Be so good to sweep Illinois, I swear. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knucklehead. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Illini, though, you're looking, at, looking for revenge. Now, Mike all Patino's night. a kid. Here's sports. 70. 70. 70. Just a child. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.